And now, Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations. And it forces us to ask big questions. Space, it affects us all. And it connects us all. This has been Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. Stu does America. I get all the Veep Thoughts at veepthoughts.com. Rob Eno is here to commemorate the glorious implosion of CNN Plus today. Biden's latest gaffe is either his funniest or his scariest yet. But we start by doing the attack of the groomers. Now, look. It's been a lot of talk about groomers over the past uh, few months. It's been a big topic. I know everyone's been talking about it. And a lot of the material around it is difficult. I, you know, I know Glenn had to blur out a bunch of his photos that he was showing you last night. We're not going to do that here. I'm just going to show them to you. Here's the first one. I mean, this is just horrible use of grooming. Uh, this poor, the, dog, the first dog's so fluffy. And the second, I, what, is that the same dog? I, I mean, that looks like, look at this next one. I mean, this is just terrifying. Oh, my love, beautiful, fluffy dog. And they give back that skinny thing. What is that? Make sure if you're going to be a groomer, you groom well. That's the lesson here on Stu Does America. Uh, So the grooming thing has been a big part of the conversation over the past few weeks, which I don't know that I saw coming, per se. I kind of thought we all kind of agreed that the grooming thing, as far as kids goes, kind of a bad thing. I thought we were all on board. I thought when we saw heavily Democratic donor Jeffrey Epstein go through his little process over the past few years that we would all kind of think, hey, the grooming thing, let's not do that. But apparently it's a controversial thing now. And look, no one wants to be called a groomer. It's not something that you like. And the left really doesn't like it. We've had lots of people on the left getting very upset about that. I want to look into that a little bit on tonight's program. Chris Hayes tweeted this. I've got some things to say about the truly despicable pro-pedophile slander that has become mainstream conservative talking point at the top of tonight's show. Then you have Joy Reid, who honestly, I have to be honest with you. She's so dumb. I don't even know what she's saying a lot of the time. Like these are I feel like she just like. She has she's a bot that has read a bunch of really bad like Thomas Piketty and a bunch of other just we I mean, there's no way she's read that. But I mean, there's like a bot that digested these terms. Ibram Kendi, Robin D'Angelo. It just churns out nonsense. Uh, But anyway, here's what she tweeted. The greatest and sickest irony of the GOP's new political strategy is that they are appealing to the most purient fears of white Christian parents. White didn't get capitalized. Black always gets capitalized. For some reason, white doesn't get capitalized. Not that I care, but it is an amazing thing to notice. While passing bills and maintaining alliances that normalize child brides and rape as a legitimate means of procreation. Like, I, I look, I follow the news closely. I am unaware of any GOP bill that normalizes rape. Uh, It's not something that uh, I want to be very clear. Now, I know the left seems to support a bunch of different regimes and uh, 
religious beliefs that normalize that type of behavior all around the world. And whenever we criticize them, we're called haters. That I'm pretty aware of. Uh, but apparently Joy has more to say. If Democrats were anything like Republicans, they'd long ago have been calling them pro-rape, pro-child marriage party, and accusing them of forcing women to be childbirthing slaves of the state. <laughs> what? What? Uh, while you know, I can't even read her nonsense. Look, that's, none of that's true. But it's an interesting tactic, right? It's a tactic that you might recognize. They are criticizing Republican policies and in the process calling them pro-rape. Like, is there a worse thing to be accused than pro-rape? Obviously, also in here is a major accusation of racism. Maybe if there was something to be as in the category of pro-rape, maybe racism would be there. Maybe fascism would be there. All of these things are constantly accused of Republicans. They were always being referred to with these terms. Constantly, no matter what policy it is. There's a story from uh, 538, which honestly deserves an entire monologue. It's so bad. It's called Why So Many Conservatives Are Talking About Grooming All of a Sudden. And it basically goes back to say, you're a homophobe. Yet another accusation that would bring you back to one of the worst things you can say about a human being. If you hate people because of, you know, things uh, like their skin color or other immutable facts about their appearance or character, you know, like, you are a pretty bad person. I thought we all kind of agreed on that. I thought that was a, that was an, a, a low hurdle to clear. But we are constantly hit with accusations like that. And let me give you some other examples. This one from just the last 24 hours. MSNBC host Nicole Wallace. The, the, the truth is, the truth dehumanization is. Mm -hmm. as a tactic for politics is from war. Dehumanization what, 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 is a it's a it's a tactic. It's being used right now. The oh Russians God. get their soldiers right. to rape children by dehumanizing them. Dehumanization oh, Russian, as a practice is a tactic mm -hmm. of war. It's being deployed in our politics and people like you and I sometimes lose the plot and, and admire its effectiveness. It's not its substance, but even the analysis of these tactics loses sight of what of what this speech brings us back to, which is that dehumanization has a cost right now right now as it's being deployed there are children and and, and Justin Buttigieg made this point when don't ask don't tell was introduced kids will die <laughs> i mean could there be a more silly piece of analysis than that even the activists who sitting there going yeah i thanks nicole you that's their republican representative by the way of on msnbc that's that's as far right as they go is nicole wallace uh, a fascinating fascinating take there basically it's it's like rape you know the the think about the mental gymnastics it takes for one person to come up with this there is a law that bans adults from showing pornography to second graders, and they, that policy is basically child rape. The prevention of those things going on is essentially child rape. It's essentially costing lives. People will die because of these policies. It's absolutely incredible. How about this? If you needed another Republican, and this is what happens with Republicans, by the way, you serve at some point in your life 
in a Republican administration or campaign. And then when you decide everything you've ever worked on in your life is wrong, you then get a free pass to a six-figure salary to be on any of these networks for eternity. So here's another guy, Matthew Dowd, who worked for Bush Cheney way back in the day and totally changed his mind in like 2007 yet is still called a Republican for some reason. He's on the air telling you how bad you are and what the truth is about the groomer claim. I have said this before and I'll say it again. If Jesus Christ was alive today, he would be called a groomer. Mm. He would be called woke and he would be called a socialist Mm. if he was alive today. If he was speaking the message he spoke in the Gospels today about treating everybody with dignity, Jesus Christ hung around with prostitutes and tax collectors. He was nailed to a cross because he spoke on behalf of the most marginalized people in the Middle East. No, no, that's not how the story goes. I don't remember the part of the Bible where Jesus Christ shows children pornography. That is just like one page I skipped. Uh, You know, look, it happens. There's a lot of verses, lots of thous and these in there. It gets confusing. Must have missed that particular part of the Bible. There's nothing wrong with uh, what Jesus did with prostitutes and uh, people who were in need. In fact, it's something that should be encouraged, not by the state, but by individuals. Uh, That is something that is very important to every Christian. And of course, it must be so important to him to throw it out like that. I can tell it's got to be just right next to his soul, maybe a few miles down the road, but right near it. You can just tell it's so meaningful to him. How about Jen Psaki? Jen Psaki, of course, they go back and forth here because either... It's a really good thing that teachers can teach their kids about all the gender bending things in the world. It's really super duper important because it's 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 making these kids feel normalized and they don't feel like they're being hated upon. And if they happen to have a couple of dads or a couple of moms, that's great. That's why we we have to protect their right to be able to talk to them about these things. But then also it's not happening at all. What are you talking about? Why are you saying they're even doing that? That's crazy. It's a myth. Here's Jen Psaki with part two of that argument. Don't parents have a right to have concern? I mean, we're talking specifically here about teaching about sex in kindergarten through third grade. I have to say as a parent, I would have problems with that. But the law is not about teaching sex education. It's about teaching about gender identity. And so what what do you do if a parent or a kid, should I say a kid in one of these elementary schools says, What about Sally? Sally has two moms. Or I'm not sure if I'm a girl or a boy. I mean, these are kids who are experiencing, um, you know, these moments in their lives. I also think that these are not, there is not a big record of there being either sex education or extensive gender identity education in these schools. And this is creating a problem or a political cudgel about an issue that I don't think exists. That's great. She actually made... She made both parts of the argument in the same answer. Uh, It's really crucially important, but also not happening at all and does not exist. By the way, the thing that she said was a big problem that kids would not be able to say anymore is explicitly allowed in the bill. The bill does not at all prevent children from saying, hey, I have two dads. Am I weird? Hey, I feel like I'm uh, another gender. Am I weird? I'm questioning this. I can't talk to anybody because I'm going to get thrown out of school. It absolutely is totally allowed 
I mean, I think people on the right who think maybe that's not the right place for that type of conversation might be critical of the bill on those grounds. All it does is keep it out of the curriculum, the curriculum. They can have conversations about it. They can talk about their weekend with their two dads and their two moms. It's just out of the curriculum until third grade and is age appropriate afterward. Again, if you oppose the bill, you either say, I don't want there to be an absence of sex education in the curriculum for second graders, third graders, kindergartners, and first graders. That could be one part of your opposition. Or if you're thinking about it for older kids, then you are advocating explicitly against age-appropriate conversations, which means you are arguing for age-inappropriate conversations. That's on you. That's what you're arguing for. That's your position. But Jen Psaki wasn't done. By the way, I should mention, the show you just watched with Jen Psaki on it and Chris Wallace isn't going to be around for even another 10 days or so. Isn't that sad? CNN Plus, down the tubes. We've got more on that coming up here in just a second. Uh, here is Jen Psaki. Uh, she's on a show called News, Not Noise. And you might say, now Jen Psaki is the press secretary. Obviously, she can go on a lot of these shows, but she seems to be going on even more of them lately. And she seems to be expressing her opinion even more than normal. Why could that be? Well, she's in the middle of negotiating a contract with MSNBC while she's working for you because that job is supposed to serve you, not the president, you. You pay for it. It's supposed to serve you. It's supposed to be a job that gets you the information that you need in your daily life because you don't have the opportunity to follow everything that the president does. This person is here to serve you. Instead, she's serving herself. Here she is on another show just because this is a professional thing that a press secretary should do, sobbing about a law in Florida. This is a political wedge issue and an attempt to win a culture war. And they're doing that in a way that is harsh and cruel uh, to a community of kids, especially. I'm, I'm like going to get emo- uh, I'm going to get emotional about oh, this no. issue because I just it's horrible. Oh, but it, uh, it's horrible. But, you Jenny. know, it's it's like kids who are bullied, oh, and they, 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 like all these leaders are are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives and hurt their families. You know, and you look you know at some it. of these laws in these states, and it is going after parents no. who are in loving relationships who have kids. It's no, completely outrageous. Um, but no, it is not. it is a wedge. Sorry, this this is an issue that makes me completely crazy. It's definitely made you crazy. I will agree 100% with that analysis. Well, the truth is that the word groomer shouldn't be the controversy here. It's the behavior that's inspiring the word that should be the controversy. It's not controversial to prevent little children from being removed from their world of superheroes and Little League and thrown into a world of drag queens and pedophiles. I'm sorry, minor attracted persons. When asked about the generalities of the Florida don't say gay bill, the people of Florida supported it by 19 points. However, and I should include this, when they were read the exact text of the bill, what it actually does, that did change. Instead, the voters of Florida supported it by 35 points. Even Democrats supported the bill by a 26-point margin. Why? Because people are sane. Unlike the people who speak for them on TV, the average Florida Democrat is not creepy and weird. But this highlights why the word groomer is being used. 
Are there people using these weird approaches to children to groom themselves and groom their weird audience for something sexual? Sure, it happens. We mentioned Democratic donor Jeffrey Epstein earlier in the program. But the average Democratic voter is obviously not doing that. They support these policies for another reason. They have been groomed themselves, not groomed into sex, groomed into a cult, the cult of this woke religion. This is why they oppose the Florida bill reflexively, without knowing one thing about it, without looking into it at all. Why? Because the preacher at their cult church services told them it was evil. And don't you dare look at the other side. That's sacrilege. When they just hear about the text of the law out of context, they use their minds. And what do you know? They're not so insane and weird. The worst part has to be this outrage on the left when it comes to being called a groomer. This one's tough. Guess what, guys? This is what it feels like every freaking day if you're a conservative. When I said I didn't think we should mandate vaccines, you said I wanted grandma to die. When I said I don't think we should spend $3 trillion on global warming, you told me I wanted people in Bangladesh to die. When I say I favor lower taxes, I get called a racist and a fascist and told that I want children in poverty to die. And then when I argue for children in poverty to be born and not aborted, you tell me I'm a misogynist and I want women to die. After taking every one of my viewpoints and translating them into the worst, most evil, horrible accusation you can possibly come up with on an everyday basis, your feelings are hurt because someone is calling you a groomer. Pardon me for not feeling an ounce of sympathy, you groomer. Okay, as we age, the fatigue and lack of endurance we feel can't always be fixed with more and more caffeine. I have tried this. I have gone down this road. I have taken over my lifetime a, a, a scientific approach to how many monster energy drinks I can drink in a day. And it seems like I have to keep upping that over and over and over again. It would be nice if there was something available. Uh, to do this process, maybe in a much more healthy way, something that's actually natural, something that's actually good for me. Well, there is a new way to start your day. It's Super Beats Heart Shoes. They're a tasty treat that give you the energy you need, and they are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. You just have to add uh, two of these plant-based Super, Beat, uh, Super Beats Heart Shoes to your morning routine. Uh, it'll promote uh, heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Look, you know, uh, I'm not the healthiest guy in the world. I need things to make it easy. The Super Beats Heart Shoes are tasty. They're easy. They're clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Why wouldn't you try them? Uh, Super Beats Heart Shoes. They're heart healthy energy for you, and you should give them a shot right now. Do more for your heart and treat yourself with Super Beats Heart Shoes. Now you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at superbeats.com slash stew. This is their best offer available anywhere, so check it out. Superbeats.com slash stew. Up to 45% off right now. Check it out. Superbeats.com slash stew.
All right, I want to bring on Rob Eno. He is the resident media critic here at Blaze Media, and he joins me now with some wonderful breaking news in the, in the media today. Uh, we have a, an announcement of a death. Yes, it's true. Dead at like a month. CNN Plus, March 29th, 2022, all the way until April 30th, 2022, though we are predicting that they may shut it down earlier. I don't know. Uh, it's funny because I was in the hallway yesterday, I think. I walked by, Rob's sitting down in the hallway, and I said, Rob, we got to do a segment on CNN Plus. This thing's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and we schedule it for today. And then today, today, they announce the whole thing is dying. I mean, this is, this is one of the most catastrophic media failures in history. 300 million dollars Incredible. that's what they spent on this and the the amazing part is you know the the warner or the discovery team Mm -hmm. which never wanted this to launch said so publicly they're like you know we don't think there's a future for cnn plus there's like we've got a a, we want to get synergies with our streaming things at the end of the thing they made forward-looking statements they basically did everything but call up the CNN folks and mm-hmm. say, don't do this, right. which they couldn't they by couldn't law. They couldn't do, right. Which they couldn't by law. They, they were like, don't do this. And they said it for a year. Yeah. And it seems like I, my take on this, at least as an outside observer, and you may know more of the inside story here, but it seems to me that CNN and particularly the, the past leadership, uh, which, you know, he's, he, of course, stepped down the Andrew Cuomo uh, scandal. Yeah. Uh, but like. They did this intentionally to say, screw you, we're going to launch it anyway. We know you don't want it. That's why we're going to launch it before the merger. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. That's got to be what they did. They, they, they were not looking forward to this merger. And I think anything that they could do to make, maybe they thought by doing it, it would gum it up and they wouldn't buy the multi-billion dollar <laughs> entertainment conglomerate, you know, right. because CNN plus in CNN is a, a bigger jewel than, you know, Batman. Right. And um, yeah. Harry Potter mm-hmm. and all of these other things that they it's 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 amazing to me. And the people they put on it. Right. I mean, Chris Wallace leaves a great job at Fox News. Yeah. It's the per- has, it was a perfect place for him. Yeah. He has the Sunday morning program, mm-hmm. you know, which is one of the big four Sunday morning programs. He just he gives it up and he's like, oh, I'm going to get this show on CNN Plus and it'll be all mine and I can do it. I, over the past like month, like couple weeks, because his viewership numbers on it have been so low because there were only 150,000 subscribers. Okay. Yeah, let's look at this. Yeah. 150,000 subscribers at 300 million, which is what they've spent on it so far, is two thousand dollars per subscriber. Right. And I- they spent two thousand <laughs> Dollars. They could have like like it would have been better for the economy if they just went and found one hundred and fifty thousand <laughs> random people and be like, right. made it rain. Here's your fifteen hundred. <laughs> yeah. It will save five hundred. But here's my here's my take on this because I saw that number two. Axios, I believe, was reporting it. It's been popping around today that they have uh, one hundred and fifty thousand subscribers. Here's my take on that. There's no freaking way they have 150,000 subscribers. I, I, I would bet $1,000 on it right now that they do not actually have that. Because they, you know, they, first of all, if they have 150,000, I guarantee a giant chunk of them are trials and freebies they've been given out. But secondarily, like if they had 150,000 in one month, you know, it, you wouldn't need to rush to shut it down. You'd be losing money. You'd be doing poorly. Right. 
This is this is. I bet they have more like fifteen thousand subscribers. I would bet it's closer to fifteen. Well, they get ten thousand. They, they say they get ten thousand video views a day. <laughs> right, right there, they get ten thousand video views a day with one hundred and fifty thousand subscribers. Come on, an early ado- and these subscribers are going to be the early adopters mm-hmm. that are most likely to watch it. They're not like add-on people, things like that. If you're going and spending fifty nine ninety five or five ninety nine a month, yep, for CNN Plus you're going to watch it. Right. And then what a lot of people were done, and this is the whole streaming rights thing, and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you see it um, with you know, getting different streaming services, but they, you couldn't even get CNN on CNN+. Plus, Right. Like the linear yep. CNN, because of the carriage agreements that CNN mm-hmm. has, you couldn't get the linear CNN. Linear is the one that's on TV, right. for people that don't know. Yeah. Of industry jargon trying to... Make it so people understand. Yeah, of course. Um, Even those people, you you can't watch it. You can't watch CNN. So people thought they were buying it as a way to, like, get CNN. And they (laughs) couldn't even get it. So it's just, it's amazing. And and the fact that Brian Stelter (laughs) and Oliver Darcy had to write that article about their own death Mm. is, I mean, I think the word schadenfreude. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> that work, term yeah. used quite yeah. a bit uh, today. And, you know, look, I, it's tough because, you know, uh, people are there. So, not everybody is is, right. is the annoying host you don't like, right? There's a lot of people there. They're going to lose their jobs. But, I mean, at no point was there ever an argument for this to work. It was never a time in which people were like, well, you know what? Maybe a lot of people really do want more CNN and want to pay for it. You know, there's no passion for CNN. There's passion against it, right? right? But it's all, it's like Joe Biden in this way. Like, you know, there, if, if there was only two networks on television and you had to watch one of them and it was Fox and CNN, CNN would get a lot of subscribers because people would not like Fox and have to subscribe to the other. That's what happened between you know, Biden and Trump. Right. People right. didn't like Trump. And so they voted for Biden, not because they liked Biden, but because they didn't like Trump. The same thing is on here, but there are, unfortunately, for CNN, tons and tons of other choices. You can watch The Blaze. You can watch Newsmax. You can watch Daily Wire. You can watch, uh, you know, I don't know, Young Turks. MSNBC. MSNBC. Right. You know, there's a hundred other choices. Regular CNN. And there's no argument for enough passion for people to want to subscribe to CNN's product. They barely want to watch it for free. I mean, they, they were admitting, right, that our nightly newscasts are so bad and don't cover news. So we're going to hire straight news guy, Chris Wallace, to do a newscast on something you need to pay more for. <laughs> I mean, that was, the, that was the argument for it, right? It makes no and sense. And they didn't even get to law. And, and they took their, like, Anthony Bourdain stuff and put that on. They took a lot of their back catalog. Right. Well, you know, Discovery owns most of Anthony Bourdain's catalog. Mm-hmm. That's all going to be on Discovery Plus probably in a couple weeks. And, and this, this April 30th date... Um, Licked, the guy that's going to take over, yes. um, takes over in early May. So this is all just the, we're going to clean the board, clean slate. Um, I do like, and if Stelter can be trusted, apparently they offered uh, 90 day of pay to these CNN Plus employees that they're letting go to find other opportunities within the entire Discovery Warner yeah. Time frame. So they're going to try and hire from within. Mm-hmm. So hopefully these guys keep their jobs. And if they don't and they can't find one, they're going to get a six month severance. Right. So yeah. Which is which is actually you know, that good. doesn't happen in corporate America. No. 
And I so, will say, you know, CNN yeah. has a lot of problems. We worked there. We did the show at CNN Headline News. It's a really great place to work, especially in the media environment, because, you know, as opposed to Fox, who actually expects you to work, um, <laughs> CNN, it's got like, you know, you sit there, you show up. You, everybody has like 9,000 weeks of vacation. They have the literal best cafeteria of any place I've ever and worked at in free, my entire right? life. It wasn't free, but it was pretty cheap. Heavily subsidized. They're like, yeah. you know, stir fry bars every day. They, I mean, it was incredible. They had all sorts of great food. It was a nice environment to work. It felt like one of those media elite establishments where they, you know, they, it wasn't like a, a terrible place to work. And so, you know, I'm not surprised that they're taking care of their people. I think that's a good, that's a good thing, especially because a lot of these people, they lured away from good jobs, right. put them into the middle of this complete catastrophe and then pulled the rug from under them. I mean, uh, you know, they better give them some freaking severance. Yeah, it's, but this whole thing from the start should have never been done but right. it but it this was zucker mm-hmm. this was jeff zucker giving a big middle finger mm-hmm. to the discovery leadership and his boys that were still there that hadn't left doing this for him i mean the zucker thing was really a catastrophe From, oh yeah uh, you know when he yeah. came in people were like well the guy's gonna come in he's got all these he's an entertainer he's gonna have all these amazing ideas he's gonna make cnn interesting again and at the very beginning he tried doing things, it seemed the like. The Anthony Bourdain thing, I think. The Anthony Bourdain thing, mm-hmm. documentaries. Yeah. Some of them were really good. I remember watching the Michael Schellenberger documentary uh, he was in. Uh, it was about nuclear power. And right. I, I was shocked they put this thing on the air. Um, this is, you know, back in the very early days. But then Trump happened. And just like it seems like the rest of the media, it broke them. Uh, oh, you know, I mean, I, they were never great before. But they fundamentally were broken by Donald Trump. And, and they can't seem to recover. And then you add in the stuff that they did with Cuomo. Uh, the whole thing, the affair, the blowing up the relationship there, the getting now sued by Cuomo for entire gigantic amounts of money. I mean, the whole regime was a catastrophe. And I don't know that you can turn it around. I mean, they've lost trust with everyone who's not a hardcore liberal. Absolutely. And, and they don't get it right. There have been stories after stories after stories of people telling not to harp on him, but I like to, Brian Stelter, mm-hmm. to stop it with the super woke stuff, right. the anti-right stuff, all of those things. His show today, one of the last shows that will ever be on CNN+, Plus, his daily show, he lauded the, um, the doxing of the libs of t- TikTok oh person really? because the don't say gay bill in Florida is a matter of life and death. Now, obviously, Brian didn't watch Glenn's special, which I read the script of because I'm doing something with it um, today with my jar on the ground. It's incredible. And he obviously hasn't seen the libs of TikTok account because the libs of TikTok account, all it did was put up a mirror. Yeah. It's like this is what they're doing. It wasn't it's not like satire like the Babylon Bee or anything like that. It's literally just reposting mm-hmm. of liberal content from TikTok. That they've public, publicly That they've posted. publicly posted. Yeah. Not that they've hidden from anybody. It's amplifying. Why are they so afraid of amplifying their voice yeah. if they think that they're right? And I think this is the difference of what CNN was to what CNN has become. There was a time. Look, CNN was always liberal. Rush Limbaugh used to call it yeah. the Clinton News Network, right? It's been liberal forever. But when there was low-hanging fruit like this, like, for example, a reporter who was on television crying about how she had been targeted for online harassment and then outing a person who was private and an, and an average citizen citizen, you know, trying to uh, express her political views in a mostly funny way. 
to not see the irony in there, to be able to step out and say, look, we agree against the whatever, the don't say gay yeah. bill. We agree on all this other stuff, but this is obviously over the line. They are incapable of doing that with very few exceptions. There's a couple people over there who still do it occasionally, but it's really rare now. And they become an advocacy organization that is it's not even a left leaning anymore. It's just a, it's just a Democratic Party with a TV network. Yeah, they're there to protect the establishment. Yeah. They're there to protect the regime, the establishment, the Biden administration, the, the, the government, the administrative state. That's what they're there to do. Mm-hmm. They want to punish anybody that holds a mirror up to it and say, wait, this isn't right. What's happening here isn't right. Because if you show one thing that isn't right, then how many other things and how many other dominoes will fall? Yeah. That's why they're so afraid of Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And the things that he did. I mean, they, they just passed the get rid of get Disney special yeah. thing bill, special <laughs> yeah, administrative district yeah. bill mm-hmm. today. DeSantis will probably sign it by tomorrow. They, it's, it's really changing. It's changing the way that they look at this stuff. Right. Last one here. We're in a period where it would be great to have a network like CNN that was just down the middle and told the truth. You know, the Ukraine-Russia war is a really good example of this. You know, when that breaks... You know, look, we're going to give our take here at The Blaze. Mm. And, you know, the left wing people are going to take give their take. And that's interesting. You want to get that analysis. But you also just want a place where, you know, you can get reliable information about what's going on on the ground there. It's hard to know. You see that has all these resources. They got reporters over there. And yet in moments like this, it shows the weakness of what they've tried to do over the past five to ten years. They have become this left-wing advocacy organization, and you can't even watch them for the straight news. Even if they have great reporters on the ground, you can't trust a word they say. Yeah. It, if they, imagine if they were like this when the first Gulf War happened. Mm. I mean, we're, we're about the same age. Yeah. I remember watching break into coverage and people calling. Like, it wasn't no social media. Yeah. Everybody goes and turns to CNN. Yeah. You it used was. to go and turn to, to CNN to see this type of information, and you can't anymore. Or you don't anymore because there's so many other things. But you do need a straight down the middle. Imagine if CNN would have been the place that reported that, yes, it looks like Hunter's laptop is real. Yeah. When it came out. It would have given them a lot of credibility. Right. And it would have probably changed an election. Mm -hmm. So you can't because that's who you are. And that seems to be what they want to go to. And it seems like the new guy, as much as at, at the New York Times, as much as he, you know, posed with his finger in his mouth or whatever the heck he did yesterday. Um, it seems like that's what he's trying to do to the New York Times, too. He, he's telling oh. people you don't need to post all your stories on Twitter, so you don't need to spend all your time on Twitter, mm-hmm. which is, I think, the corruption of the I media because yeah. it's an internal echo chamber. Mm-hmm. And it looks, and, and they had an article, they had an editorial like three days ago or, or last, last week saying the cancel culture was real and it was bad. The New York Times did that That's with this new guy. What they should be doing. It is what they should be doing. I, 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 I'd love to see this. If this is real, I'd love to see it. I, it it's hard to trust anyone who poses like that yeah. for a photo. But you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm willing to have an open mind uh, here. Rob Buttrell Eno. did it better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rob Eno, he's the media critic here at, uh, at Blaze Media. Make sure to uh, follow him on all your social media as well. Uh, thanks for coming back on the prog- program, Rob. Thanks for having me on. So do you want an amazing belt that is comfortable, fashionable, 
customizable, but you don't want to have to like sell your car and travel all across the world to try to find it. Well, normally you would have to do that, of course, but now we have Grip6. Grip6 is a small company in Utah. It sells uh, all across the United States, all over the world, but sources almost everything it uses to make its products in America. These are minimalist, cool, like designer belts that, you know, they, they last forever. They're customizable. You can get laser etched designs, logos and flags, all sorts of cool stuff on there. They got carbon fiber as well, which I was told we had a short I didn't know anybody had carbon fiber, but apparently they have it. Uh, if all of that wasn't enough, Grip6 also carries an awesome selection of socks, which I love. Their socks are great. Uh, and uh, wallets as well, which are great to check out. Go to Grip6.com stew and use the code stew. Save 15%. This is a company that loves the country you live in. Yeah, I know most of the country companies out there seem to hate it, but Grip6 loves it. Grip, the number 6.com stew. Grip6.com stew. Get 15% off today. Great news. The World Health Organization says the number of reported new COVID-19 cases worldwide decreased by nearly, nearly a quarter last week, continuing a decline since, since the end of March. So obviously, what's the response to that? The Justice Department appealing to reinstate the de- transportation mask mandate because <laughs> that makes perfect sense. This actually does make sense. Uh, and I, I don't know, maybe people aren't talking about this, but look, I think the Democrats in a lot of ways would like the mask mandate to not be around because they want to win this election. They care much more about winning this election than they care about you getting COVID. That I promise you. Uh, But what I think is going on here is they need to fight this in the courts because this is not about masks. This is about whether the CDC and other agencies can do all sorts of crazy stuff to control your life. And even if they don't actually implement the mask mandate, they need to protect their right to implement mandates on you. Uh, That is what I think this is all about, and they're going to be doing this quite a bit. Now, Joe Biden was asked about this, and, well, he wasn't asked about this. Honestly, he started answering about this. This is a really bad one. I want you to watch this clip. This is Joe Biden uh, being asked about Title 42. Now, Title 42, as you surely know, is about the border. Okay, Uh, it's about border. uh, It's a border measure that was put on, uh, you know, it was activated during uh, covid to uh, for, you know, to limit the amount of people coming across the border to theoretically bring covid into the country. It's a border measure, though. That's what it's about. He seems to be confused as to what it is. Watch this clip and 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 think about how much you know about these topics and how little he seems to. No, what I'm considering is continuing to hear from my uh, my uh, first of all, there's going to be an appeal by the Justice Department, because as a matter of principle, we want to be able to be in a position where if, in fact, it is strongly concluded by the scientists that we need Title 42, that we'd be able to do that. But there has been no decision on extending Title 42. He doesn't know what Title 42 is. This is the president of the United States, and he doesn't know what it is. That is really disturbing. That's not even the typical Joe Biden is old and he's lost his mind and he doesn't he's not. He just doesn't know what it is. He doesn't have the most basic knowledge about a high profile upcoming border catastrophe. He thinks it's the mask mandate. He thinks it's the travel mandate. And he doesn't even know what Title 42 is. Does that disturb you at all? Am I the only one who thinks that's really bad? 
I mean, I expected him to be a bad president. This is incredible. So what do you do? If you have a guy who's having all sorts of problems, he's old, he's having all sorts of problems remembering things, he doesn't have the most basic knowledge about stuff, who else are you going to put in there? Well, you can solve the problem with only one man, obviously Bernie Sanders, who is now teasing that if Joe Biden isn't running or you know, isn't coherent enough to run, that he at like 90 years old is going to jump into the race and potentially be the next president of the United States. Because, uh, you know, if there's anything worse than an old uh, Democrat, it's an old socialist. And so that's how we'll solve. Wow, we are totally, totally screwed. I mean, the Democrats have nobody. They've got a giant zilch on their bench right now. Bernie Sanders, we did a list of the top 10 people. He wasn't even on the list, yet he'll probably win the nomination. That's where we are with today's Democratic Party. The global upheaval caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the crippling sanctions on the Russian uh, trade situation are having massive ripple effects across the world. We've been talking about it quite a bit here uh, and what's going on with the economy in the future. And it's not just the gas pump. It's not just the inflation. It's all of it. Uh, Food prices are soaring right now. Uh, President Biden said, do you believe he said this? He said, with regards to food shortages, it's going to be real. Yeah, I mean, this is where we are. Inflation continues to skyrocket. And as the dollar becomes worth less every single day, you can transition some of your nest egg to something of worth with gold and silver from Birch Gold. Birch Gold will help you convert an IRA or 401k into a tax sheltered account in gold and silver. You got to get your own homework on this and understand it. I know you're probably worried about inflation uh, like I am. You're you're worried about protecting what you do have. And gold is a really interesting way to do it. You need to understand what you're what you're uh, investing in. Make sure that you feel comfort, comfortable and and, uh, and confident in making an investment like this. It's important. But I mean, gold has a long term record of success. You can get started now texting Stu to nine eight nine eight nine eight with thousands of satisfied customers and an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Birch Gold can help you protect your savings. Just text STU Stu to 989898. Get a free info kit on gold. There's no obligation to get the information. Why not check it out? The text is Stu to 989898. Protect your savings with Birch Gold. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Just so you know, Joe Biden only mostly dead. Um, So, I bring up marriage because we have a brand new breaking news story about marriage at the top of our country. Yes, Kamala Harris. You might think, oh no, did she, did something happen we didn't know about? No, she's going to be officiating a marriage uh, in New Mexico. The New Mexico governor's wedding is coming up next month. A very exciting day for uh, Michelle Grisham, she is, of course, marrying her fiancé, and I say of course because I knew it before reading that sentence. Manny Cordova, great guy. Do you really want Kamala Harris and her blather at your wedding? Uh, I just don't, I don't picture it going well. We are gathered here to celebrate a wedding that, a beautiful wedding, uh, which represents a marriage of this wonderful union of marriage together with people. Two people coming together 
in the bonds of marriage to forge an unbreakable union. And that's symbolized by this wedding together, a union and a together union, which can transform together into a union, this marriage into a union of love, which is the purpose of this marriage and wedding. Thank you very much for attending this wedding. Good night. By the way, if you love all the Kamala Harris nonsense that she is able to pull off, uh, you can go to veepthoughts.com and get them all there. And by the way, as a celebration of the failure of CNN Plus, we have new stuff at stewdoesmerch.com. Yes, we have Stew Plus mugs and T-shirts available now. Stew Plus <laughs> available now. Uh, check it out at stewdoesmerch.com. We're not mocking at all. Uh, this is everything. Uh, we're really excited to just be part of the team.